What's happening, fam? It's your boy Sherrod, and welcome to another podcast episode of Behind the Grind, powered by Sherrod Speaks, where each episode I have a conversation. I go behind the scenes to talk to individuals like you and I that are making impact with their influence and making change happen in the places around us. My goal is to encourage, to inspire, to motivate, give you everything that you need, the faith, the fuel, the ammunition, whatever it takes to get you on your journey as you push through and grind through behind the grind. Let's go. What's happening? What's going on, good people? Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Grind. I am your host, Sherrod Schuler. And as always, I'm so glad that you've decided to tune in and to join us and join in on this conversation this week on Behind the Grind. Um, I want to give shout outs to all of my Behind the Grind family. Those of you who have been listening to some uh, episodes, you've listened to all the episodes, you've listened to a few, who knows, uh, you've been sharing um, the, the the podcast information on your social media, you've liked, you've shared, you've done all of that. Uh, those of you who have been rocking with us through it all and you you are part of this movement I want to thank you for being a part of the family and continue to allow us to build and build this uh, platform and build this movement um, so that we can get this positive uh, stories out to the world. And I really appreciate every like and every share that you do from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate it. Uh, With that being said, I hope you had an opportunity to tune in last week. I was able to share with you my leader, my mentor, my pastor, Bishop Hugh Daniel Smith. We had a great conversation about the family. If you have not had a chance to listen to that uh, particular episode, I strongly encourage you to go back and listen. I promise you it's going to bless you. Well, this week, as promised, we're bringing you some more heat in the grind chair again this week. We're bringing Corey Brown, uh, my girl, all the way from South Florida. Today, we talk about it all. We talk about entrepreneurship. We talk about her hustle, her grind, and, and this run life that she's a part of, this, this fitness, this health and fitness thing that she's doing uh, down there in South Florida. We talk about that conversation today, how she got started, um, how she's building her, her business, her building her platform, all of that great stuff today on the Behind the Grind uh, program. So I can't wait to share it with you. As I told you before, I get geeked out with these type of conversations, especially when it comes to things like running. For many of you who may be aware, I tried to dibble and dabble with running and still to this day, we're still getting our run on as much as we can. So without further ado, I don't want to spoil the whole conversation. I want you to listen in and enjoy. So without further ado, here's my girl, Corey Brown, here on Behind the Grind. All right, well, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Grind. I am so excited. Today, I have a uh, fascinating guest, I would say, in the grind chair today that I am so excited about sharing with you. You know, I'm so excited about all the conversations that we've been having, uh, especially to kick off 2021. You know, we're in a good place and this is a time to just really just hone in on on the individuals that are really out here grinding despite all that we've gone through. And we want to share that, uh, those gifts and those, uh, those individuals with you today on Behind the Grind. The person I have in the grind chair, uh, me and her go way back, (laughs) as I would say. We go way back. Uh, We'll talk somewhat about that today, but we're going to focus a little bit on her grind. You know, I mean, uh, I've been watching her a little bit and following her a little bit on social media. And there's something that just really sticks out to me. It is her morning grind, her daily grind, uh, the way she goes at it in her uh, running. And you, I, for those of you who know me, I've been trying to dibble and dabble with the running, but I'm not quite at the place that she is. And so I wanted to bring somebody <laughs> on here that has <laughs> mastered the inconsistencies and has really been doing it and really been demonstrating that. And, and not only is she running, she's praying, she's doing it all. And, and we'll talk about that today. But, um, you know, and also, I guess I should mention this, she's an uh, alumni and alma mater of my uh, college, Grand Valley State University. 
So shout out to that. A native of Flint, let me welcome you all to uh, Behind the Grind, Corey Brown. How are you, Corey? I'm awesome. Hello, <laughs> Grind family. Hello, hello. Greetings to you from South Florida. I am yeah. absolutely honored to have the opportunity to be here with you, Sherrod, and the Grind family, Behind the Grind family. And um, I'm thankful that you would give me this opportunity to just talk life um, okay. and conversation and being our authentic and genuine selves as we progress through 2021 and beyond. Awesome. Awesome. Like I said, well, let's start there. You, you're talking about South Florida. You know, I mentioned that you're from my hometown, Grand Valley. Those are two <laughs> cold places, right? Grand Rapids and Flint. Yes. How'd you find yourself down there in South Florida? <laughs> <laughs> my husband and I, um, my husband and I have been married almost 22 years. Wow. And um, when I met my husband, <laughs> I know 22 years in wow. June, it would be, uh, March next March will be 23 years together. That's so we, awesome. um, and meeting my husband and meeting his family, he has um, an aunt and uncle here. Or we have an aunt and mm. uncle here and we would come and visit them quite often here in South Florida. And each time we would come, just a little piece of us would be left. And we kept seeding it into our lives that one day, one day, um, if it was God's will, we were going to move to South Florida. Oh, and awesome. it was God's will. He released us from the region of the North and brought us to the region of the South. And um, five, five and a half, almost five and a half years ago, we've been here September of 2015. Okay. We moved here. Oh to South Florida and we absolutely love it. It's a different climate. Oh, it's a, not just temperature, but a different atmosphere. Yeah. Um, it's very diverse, huge cultural base. Um, you have very international population. Yeah. Um, and you have not only uh, international, but national. People come from all over the United States yeah. to live here. Um, yeah. some, some would say it's a transient place because oftentimes you don't find a native South Floridian right, <laughs> when you right, do right, is right. sometimes rare, but there are people actually who were born, raised and live here um, and not transplanted here like us. So that's how we ended up here in sunny South Florida. That's awesome. You know, I had a opportunity a few uh, years, a couple of years ago, I was there working for a few months and, and definitely down there in South Florida. And you're right. It's a whole different place. I felt like I was almost, you know, I was more in the Miami area and uh, it felt mm -hmm. like I was in a whole nother country, uh, with the, oh, you know, yes. the language and all of the, the, the different foods and stuff. So it was fascinating um, and got a chance to do a little running while I was there. So I enjoyed my time there, but uh, yes. one day maybe <laughs> we can make that move. <laughs> but I guess I should say me and my wife just made a move a few months ago. We we moved from Michigan to Georgia. So uh, I'm getting close. Oh, I'm getting close. <laughs> yes. You just yes. a quick eight hour. <laughs> Are you in Atlanta? In Atlanta. Yes. Okay. My father in love is in the Atlanta area. They, yes. um, they were in Hampton, but now they're in another place. They just bought a new house in a different part. So it's about an eight or nine hour drive. Okay. Or a quick play ride. So okay. not far at all. You're closer. <laughs> yes. Well, let, <laughs> let's get into that. Um, let's get into some conversation today. You know, um, like I said, I'm fascinated about the run and we want to talk about the run. But before we get into your running and your exercise and all of that, I want to talk about your your, your your entrepreneurship, the things that you're doing. Uh, I know at one point um, you had a, gr a group, I believe. I don't know if it was a group or business, a uh, wifepreneur, I believe. Am I pronouncing that correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, let's, uh -huh. talk, let's talk about all of these things that God has released uh, as far as entrepreneurship. You know, this is behind the grind. So we want to know, how did you get to this place of uh, of doing these, these different uh, endeavors? Some years ago, God really laid on my heart the spirit of an entrepreneur, and um, my my I come from um, a a family, if you would, of entrepreneurs, not serial entrepreneurs, but some. Mm -hmm. My father, um, he's um, transitioned to heaven now, but he mm -hmm. uh, was a, a CPA, but he's also, he was also a bishop. So he just yeah. he had that entrepreneurial spirit in him. Um, my my mom. So I just come from. Um, uh, a grind, if you would, type yeah. of family, yeah. um, even yeah. working in their professions or work, working in their vocations. Um, so as God paired me and my husband together, 
-hmm. And we began to just explore what are things that we enjoy doing? What are things that we know, not just so much enjoy, but our purpose to do? What are things that we are called to be able to give back? Uh, Ministry has, we've been in ministry, oh my goodness, for decades. Like combined, um, myself, I've been in ministry since I was 12. Um, I'm not going to say my age, but I would just, well, yeah, I will say my age because next month I'll be 45 years old. Um, and I cannot believe that I'm like, wow, I am 45 years old. And my husband's been in ministry since he was 18 and he's 52. Um, and so I know neither one of us look at, we just look like we're 20 in our twenties, but that's by the grace of God. Um, But but we, we ministry, you know, we we were, started and we've been in ministry for quite some time. And so a part of that, when you're in ministry, you begin to un- uncover what else are you called to do and impact the world. And mm-hmm. entrepreneurship was mm-hmm. one of the things that we're called to. And um, you mentioned Wifepreneur Inc. That was birthed out of a ministry place. It initially came from The Real Praying Wise was my okay. platform. And mm-hmm. I really had a burden just to bring wives together. And it started with Super Bowl weekend. So Super Bowl weekend always is a, has a special place in my heart. Um, it's around my birthday, but it's also just has, that's where the Real Praying Wise endeavor started, which then morphed into and matriculated into other places in us to birth. Um, And that that transitions to Wifepreneur Inc., the business of being a wife. I believe I'm called. I have the oil. um, I I have a target audience for wives. Um, I have a burden for wives and for the um, awesome assignment. Mm-hmm. that it is mm-hmm. to be a wife and not just a wife, but the wife to the right. one that God has you married to, because I may not be the same wife if I was married to somebody else. And, <laughs> yeah. um, so everyone has their grace yeah. <laughs> for who they're married to. And so I just feel and, and in, a, in a world where I was seeing um, the options or the alternatives to marriage. I'm like, no, that God marriage is a God's idea. Marriage yeah. is a gift. Marriage is a blessing. There's yeah. a grace on the covenant that does not yeah. come with boyfriend, girlfriend does not come with the other things. It, there's a grace that happens. So, um, I just believe in empowering wives. So that's how wifepreneur it came, the business of being a wife. Yeah. So I often say that our husbands are the CEOs and we're the COO. So okay. we operate okay. in delegated authority. Okay. And the okay. more you understand that and the more you ab- absorb that um, part of who you are, then the better the household can flow and the things that God has caused you to do to flow. So out of that, awesome. um, we birth other businesses as well. And that's where um, our health and wellness journey has started. My yeah. husband, is, one of the things he's trained in is a sports massage therapist. And we opened up a clinic in um, Grand Rapids. And that was like our real first like brick and mortar right. entrepreneurial mm-hmm business insurance, business plan, all of that piece of the real for real business. For real, for real, for real business. Like legit. Um, Registered with the state, paying taxes, all of that. Um, And we end up um, transitioning out of that. And then um, when we moved to Florida, Who's okay, God? What more? What do you want of us? And mm-hmm. uh, we knew health. I didn't. I can't tell you that I knew that I was called to health and wellness okay. years ago. I, I did okay. not know that. I was often very intimidated okay. by people in that arena, right? Um, because I thought there was a certain look, there was right. a certain um, way that you had to do it. But really, right. you just needed a willing. Uh, says those who are willing and obedient shall eat the good of the land. Yeah. I became willing and obedient to myself and to what I was true to me and the rest goes from there. So that's where we've now rebranded our business to Rebound Health and Wellness. That's awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. You mentioned your husband and I, you know, I, I remember him back uh, in Grand Rapids. Uh, I believe, you know, we, we went to the same college church there and I believe uh, he was always athletic. Right. And and so yeah. is that how you got, is that how you married your, your workouts and your, your running? How did, how did you get really into uh, fitness and health and, and seeing you together as a couple, how does this all unfold? Darius. Um, yes, he's, cause he's been athletic. I was an athlete in high school. Okay. And then I, um, got away from that a little bit. And oh, wait a minute. What did, what did you play? What did you play? <laughs> I was track. Okay. I was a hurdler okay. and a sprinter. All right. <laughs> and a varsity cheerleader. <laughs> Woo! Well, I, I can tell that. <laughs> I have pictures. I have pictures. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but um, so those were my athletic um, endeavors in college. I mean, excuse me, in high school. In college, yeah. I didn't do much. I just don't stay active with aerobics and, um, but not so much running. That was okay. not, especially you no know, distance yeah. running. Yeah, distance not running. I mean, thing. that's not just the most popular thing that you hear about in no. our community. You don't just see, no. you might see that over in Africa or something like that, but we're not just not jumping out and running. So you got to kind of tell us a little bit how you get in, how did you get into running? <laughs> well, when <laughs> I, just... when, <laughs> I, when I met um, with Derek, so to Darius, he's like I say, he's always been athletic. He's a black belt on Taekwondo, and he okay. was born to cycle. Oh, okay. and then um, so I was like, okay, great, yeah, here's your bike, great. <laughs> then one day, my friend, this it always starts with a friend, right? It starts with the support system, right? <laughs> and we said, let's, we want to do. At that time, it was the, um, oh my goodness, East Grand Rapids. One of those five. Oh, I just. Or- yeah, it was a 5K. I, I, the name just eluded me because I just found my my first bib okay. <laughs> the other day. And so we just committed to doing a 5K. And so okay. we trained for this 5K and we said, yeah. we're going to do this. And okay. when I finished that, I said, who does this? Like, why would you run 3.21 miles? Exactly. Why would you walk 3.1 miles? Why would we're you do any of this? 3.1 miles, right? 3.1. A 5K is a 3.1. Why would you do that? And why? Just why would you do this? Right. Um, but from there, I didn't know a seed was being planted in me for that type of um, endurance running, but just that type of community. Yeah. The running community is special. Yeah. It's a special community. Yeah. When I'm out on the pavement, Sherrod, there's no other place that has the greatest diversity mm-hmm. and the greatest acceptance. Mm-hmm. No matter how fast, how slow, your size, your ethnicity. Big, small, and think, right. Exactly. And, and it, there's a community. So I think I fell in love with community more yeah. first than I did with yeah. running. Right. And then the running came later. Yeah. So we, um, I, I trained for that. Then I would ask Darius to come out to be my bodyguard. I need someone out on these out the high streets. Smart. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when my running partner or my running group was not together. Right. Um, or I wasn't meeting with them. And so right. he would go out. And from there, he caught the running bug bad. Okay. So bad. wait a minute. You inspired him to run. Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. I had that all runner. mixed up. Okay. <laughs> no, he was not a runner at all. Wow. Not at all. Even awesome. though he was athletic and into weight training and yes. cycling, the wheelhouse of running was not his. Wow. Okay. So awesome. with him going out with me, he began to run more and he absolutely loves it now, just like me, as you can right. see from our right. different um, social media presence. Um, and then from there, we started doing 5Ks together. And we would nice. challenge ourselves to do some things together. Now, when I say together, and I, I often say this on social media, we're not running together. My pace is not his pace, okay. right? Darius okay. is a much faster runner than me, okay. but that does not mean we're not doing it together. Right. Meaning we have the same goal, the same desire, and we're on the pavement together. And yeah. at the end, he'll be waiting for me okay. at the end of whatever that journey is. Yeah. Because again... I don't try to make him stay with me or, and he tries to make me stay with him. I'm like, go ahead. <laughs> Have your way. <laughs> Have your way. Use him, God. Use him for how you want to use him. But that's not me. So <laughs> I'm okay with that. Um, right. So that's how it started. And then from there, when we moved to Florida, um, now in Michigan, we will run in the winter. We had the track on our shoes. We were bundled up. Time out, time out, time out. You ran, wait, I, I, I went past that a little bit. You ran in the winter in Michigan? You were one of those? Yes, yes. yes. Okay. I have wow. pictures okay. of being bundled up. And again, in the community, snow. community okay. makes you do that. Like there was a in group Grand connected to um, Stars National um, there. And then I was also connected to Gazelle Sports running team. Okay. Okay. And community will make you do Was things key. that you didn't think you could do. So yeah. I'm like, oh, it's winter day. Oh no, no, we, we're gonna meet right here at East Grand Rapids High School. Bundled <laughs> up, put the little spikes on your shoes, run slower. You know, yeah, this is what we do. So I'm literally running in the street in snow, and it, be, it was a mentality because physically, who wants to oh, run in Michigan in single digit numbers or 
anything below 60 degrees. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, I said I try to dibble and dabble, and I still do it from time to time, but the weather is the <laughs> the discouraging factor for many times. And I'm not, you know, I like the treadmill, but it's not the same as outside. So, but anywho. <laughs> I'm not a treadmill person, a, tre a treadmill person at all. Like when we would go to the gym and our trainer would have us in Michigan, have us run on yeah. the treadmill. I would. You, I thought it was death. I said, "Why? Yeah. Why? Why are we doing this? I do not <laughs> like the treadmill. Now, I can do a spin class. I can do an aerobics class. All of that indoor, but that treadmill, I call it the treadmill." You know what? It, what it is is you're definitely a, you're probably a, definitely more wired socially. So you you probably you like to be in groups and, and around people. I could go either way, so I can do the treadmill, but I don't like it for a whole lot. You know what I mean? For a, yeah. a extended period of time, it's just too much. How <laughs> about those who use it to train for their marathons and have yeah. marathons? Right? Because if you're in those climates and it does not afford you the opportunity to run outside, or you don't want to run outside or whatever it is, then if you're training and serious about what you're trying to still accomplish, then you do what you yeah. got to do. But yeah. that's not my testimony. <laughs> well, well uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Again, we, we've already established that this is not just something that uh, just the average African-American woman, African-American man just decides they want to do. So let's talk about that. You mentioned community. You mentioned um, getting connected. Um, and I know that you're like a part of some type of run group now, right? Or, or a community of some sort. Can you talk a little bit about that? Is it, is like Black Girl Run or something of that nature? Is that something that you, you're involved in? Yes, that's one of the national, one of the national organizations. I'm involved in a couple. So Black oh. Girls Run, I am <laughs> an ambassador for them here in South Florida, but I also sit on the national board of our foundation. Oh, um, yeah. And I'm telling you, Black Girls Run, when I came here to South Florida, I connected with those women and I yeah. connected with another woman who had moved recently from Chicago. And I okay. accredit her as the reason why I have run anything past a 5K. Um, because when I met, it was this, the Starbucks conversation. Starbucks conversations would get you. So we okay. met and we connected. <laughs> <laughs> and her name is Nikki. I call her Coach Nikki. Nikki, okay. I was preparing for the Serena Williams quarter marathon, which is like 6.2 okay. out on South Beach. It used to be an annual race here in my, uh, Miami, South Beach. Okay. And my husband and I, we moved down in September. So December was the race. We was like, yeah, that'd be fun. Serena Williams, she'll be there. We'll see more people that look like us. Yeah. <laughs> that 6.2 miles on Miami Beach, hot December boardwalk. I said again, who does this? Why? Wait a minute. So at this point, at this point, this is the farthest you, you yes, like competitive race. Okay. Farther quarter marathon because a ten k is six point one. So yeah. quarter marathon. So I had to learn the lingo too, right? Um. So I was like, no, we know we want to do some five k's, but I remember the first day I ran here in South Florida, running out of my complex and running down the street. I said, mm, uh, yeah, I can just get down the street. Yeah, this is going to be cool because it's different. The, the temperature is different. The humidity is different. Right, that's, right. that's an advantage. And so I, I call my testimony of running marathon, minute to marathon, because I can okay. remember in Michigan or even here, like rebuilding my stamina, not even being able to run a minute, much less now mm -hmm. to finish four marathons, several halves, 5Ks, 10Ks, and so forth. Um, so the back to the group. So Black Girls Run amazing support community that I ingrained in here in the South Florida and in the world and uh, in the nation. And then I'm also part of Moms Run This Town, uh, which is another national um, group. And um, I'm also a run coach with RRCA. So that is, I, I'm a certified run coach. And that again is another community. So different run groups have the RRCA certification. So my point is community um, fit fans and training is another one. My husband, and I coached with them for a little while community, even though I run most often by myself, because that's just my schedule. Or sometimes I, I don't want to, um, be <laughs> committed to showing up at a certain time with somebody. <laughs> and it's not, has nothing to do with accountability because I'm accountable to myself. 
It's just sometimes that's just how I want my schedule. And so I am, I can run by myself. Um, it's not a problem, you know, to run by myself at all. And um, so, but those are different groups that I've plugged myself in. Those are different groups that I've um, committed myself to. You know, um, like you said, the whole group, it does get you involved. I know I had an opportunity uh, back in our hometown of Flint. They had the crim race and they had some type of little group thing like that. And I got 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 caught up kind of like you you too. I did a little 10 mile thought. I was like, woo. Next thing I know, I'm I'm planning for a marathon. And I tried to yeah. I did get one. I did get one under my belt in Chicago. Again, I got caught up. Best. Chicago's like that the was, best. That was pretty hype. It was so hype. Let me let me let me really give you the story. The story was I, I won an entry into the uh, Chicago Marathon. So I wasn't really trying to run the marathon, but I got a free entry. So um and I got a free room to go to Chicago. So I went and I started, you know, I said my thought was I could run halfway or so. It's Chicago. I can get in a cab if I get tired. <laughs> Somewhere, you know, back in the day when they had cabs and taxi cabs, yeah. you know, I figured I could grab one of them if I go too far. That's that was a plan, you know. I was right. entry level. I mean, it was a free entry. I got out there and they got to hyping me up with all the different, different corners that you go to. Next thing I know, I looked up. It was seventeen miles. <laughs> Eighteen. Yes. 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 Right around that. But hold on, right around that 19, I, I think I hit the wall. Yeah, and, but I, I made it through. So uh, yes. that was my, my first and will probably be my last. But uh, and you were a major, a world major. That's the yeah, wow. a world major. So my goodness, that is awesome. <laughs> it won't be your last. You'll catch the bug well. again. <laughs> That was, yeah, I got caught up in the hype, I say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but where you are, Atlanta, such a running community. Like, yeah. I yeah. mean, black men run, black girls run, the race. I mean, so much of a support system in the Atlanta area for um, running. And when you can run those hills in Atlanta, yeah. you're doing yeah. something. Yeah. So let's talk about this. I think I may be a little off, but I, I do recall that your running has led you to some great places and put you before some great people. Uh, so I, I think <laughs> yes, that's you even ran into started. Oprah, right? <laughs> yes, 2020 started with meeting Oprah, January wow. 3rd, That was the start of 2020? That was. That's how it started. Wow. That's not how it ended. Wow. But that's how it started. You must tell. Everybody wants to meet Oprah. You must tell. How did this happen? <laughs> Let me tell you. That was definitely God ordained because it was not expected. <laughs> we did not know it was going to happen, right? Oh. So it wasn't um, pre pre planned or anything? Not meeting her. We were invited as a part of her um, WW Weight Watchers kickoff tour oh, um, that she okay. was doing with Weight Watchers last year. They were kicking off in Fort Lauderdale here at the BB&T Center. So we were invited as Black Girls Run and some other um, diverse groups to be a part of um, showing how people move, get going. It's the new year. We, we were told that we would be on the beach. We had to have all of these disclaimers. We have confidentiality agreements. It was a whole process. But we just figured, you know, it still is Oprah's brand. Is WW, yes. so of course these measures will be taken into, into consideration. So when we got there that morning, early morning down in Fort Lauderdale Beach, um, we were prepping, and then we met Jenna Bush. And um, Jenna, they told us we were going to our first surprise, and what we thought was the only surprise was going to be we were going to be on today's show with Jenna okay. Bush. Which is huge. Yes, yes, yes. Start texting your friends. Let them know. He was like, great, great, great. So it got kind of interesting because we started seeing like cars swirling and police swirling. And we were like, what is, or we was like, well, you know, Jenna Bush is here. Or it could be any guest because we know that she, um, Oprah, part of that tour was going to have guests, special guests at each um, spot. So we was like, maybe it's the special guest that's coming. Well, we're sitting out there, we're waiting, we're waiting. And then it's okay. We're preparing to go live on today's show. Because, you know, live TV, you just got to be nimble. So they said, we're preparing. <laughs> Jenna Bush is going to come down. 
and she's going to get ready. We're going to hype it up and we're going to get ready to be on today's show. Well, we was like, okay, they were countdown. Let's go. Let's go. Jenna Bush comes out and around the corner comes Oprah. We lost it. Oh, uh. <laughs> There's pictures of me screaming, jumping. That's just awesome. literally lost them. Because while one of the um, leads of the group that they had picked, one like lead from each group, I was the one representing Black Girls Run. I had the pure honor to be up front. I had the pure honor to walk arm in arm with her. I mean, she literally grabbed my arm. We walked. Wow. And it was just the most amazing experience. I was right on stage when she was on the Today wow. Show. So I have those footage that I'll be able to show my children's 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 okay. children um, because it was amazing. <laughs> and that's how 2020 started was um, oh, living our best lives meeting Oprah. Oh, I mean, your gift actually made room for you. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Because I, I decided to take on this health and wellness journey, yeah. personal journey, as you right. said, it has brought me into places um, that I just I wouldn't even know. I mean, this, the next month was Super Bowl, um, and because of our affinity for health and wellness, and to get involved in the health and wellness community of our of our um, region. We reached out some time ago to be a part of the Super Bowl committee and was a part of that. So day of Super Bowl, I'm literally in the stadium behind the scenes, seeing the teams. I'm when um was in Mahomes, is that the right? Am I saying it right? The Chiefs um, quarterback being able to hug and congratulate his mom before she ran out to the field to I mean, so it has the journey of of self-discovery around health and wellness really has put my husband and I in some really cool spaces and places that we're just excited to see what's next. Okay. Let's let's talk. Let's kind of spin a little bit and let's kind of stay there though, you know, because I think that's important. This is the beginning of the year and a lot of us, you know, some of us church folks, we're doing our little fast right now and everything. And so we start thinking about our health a little bit. Uh, What what would you suggest right now, um, you know, for exercising and health right now? What do you, what would you suggest somebody who wants to get into it, wants to get involved in maybe the health journey, but is kind of on the fence? How do you prep them? I mean, what's your story? How, how did we do that? Well, one of the things I know we often talk about New Year's resolutions, but I, I don't believe in those, as many say. I believe in everyday solutions. And so every day, I believe that we need to show up to who we are every single day and be okay with whatever that journey is. So when it comes to the health and wealth, journey, it starts with your mentality and it starts with your heart. What is your why? My why is because I enjoy it. It's it's a joyful place for me. Yes, it's hard work. It's hard work. It's hard work not eating my chocolate chip cookies and french fries every day because I enjoy all of that. It's hard work getting up. I ran 3.25 miles this morning, you know, just to kind of loosen up my legs to prepare for my long run on Sunday, on Saturday. Um, Tomorrow I'll kangoo jump, you know, because I'm a kangoo jumps instructor. So it's, it's work, but it's a joyful place. So my why is because I want to feel good and show up the best version of me for my myself my husband, my children, my community, my parents. And I want my life's story to be a reflection to someone else that, you know what, you can do it. And another thing I would tell people is, is to why to show up is because someone needs your story. I don't care how ugly, how messy, how long, how whatever, beautiful, glorious, whatever it is, somebody needs your story. Somebody needs you to start so that they have the courage and the energy and the strength to start. And so for me, I would tell that person, start. Start where you are. Oftentimes, social media sensationalizes the things that we want to do so far that it literally sabotages us out of the things that we should be doing. And so for um, when it comes to health and wellness, it's a very personal journey. It's a very personal journey. So you have to find your rhythm and um, what is right for you. If that means walking, if that means lifting, but I would say do something. Can, are you not worth 30 minutes a day? Of 24 hours a day, are you not worth 30 minutes to be able to live a healthier mentally, physically, emotionally? To me, the physical part is the byproduct, Sharad. It's what it does for me mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. Like it's what I know 
um, it really does it, uh, release endorphins, the happy pill. But it's more yeah. than that. It's, it's the fact yeah. that you can accomplish something for you. Me accomplishing my marathons and my half marathons and my certifications and all that God has allowed me to do within the health and wellness has been such a confidence for me and, and a mental yeah. discipline for me that I know then I can accomplish and do in other areas of my life. So I, I would tell people, find your why and just start. And I know I don't say just as if it's very careless, but right, it is. Right. Just start. You know, that's interesting you say that. I notice uh, you and a lot of other people, um, you know, that are driven and that are accomplishing things, they usually start their exercise journey in the morning. Is there something to your morning a routine is that is is there something to reason why you do it in the morning and i notice you also are talking about you know prayer and all that kind of stuff talk about that morning time what why is it important possibly to 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 do your workouts or whatever it is that you're doing in the morning the morning the stillness of the morning to me sets the stable stabilization for the day um mm -hmm. and that, so i'm up early i'm an early riser now ask my husband eight nine o'clock I can't make it. I can't. It's, it doesn't even. Uh, it's not worth us to invite people over to go watch to watch a movie or something because I'm going to be sure because I'm an early sure. riser, and that's not sure. only that the exercise part of me, but the intercessory part of me. I'm a early um, riser and I'm, I'm an intercessor. So I get up early. I pray, and I just like the stillness of the morning, and that's when I have the most energy. So for me to get up, to pray, to do my devotion, to read my word, and then set my day in motion with my body, that really sets a tone and a climate for the rest of my day. Now, again, by the end of the evening, I am tired. So some people are night owls. If that's your mojo, if if getting up in the morning um, and earlier to do the workout or to, to put that time in for you is not you, then schedule it for yourself. Make an appointment for yourself at night. To me, it just feels better in the morning because then the rest of the day can flow and we always have those interruptions, disruptions, disruptors, and all things that happen throughout the day. And then what's the first thing to go? Oh, well, I don't have time to go work out. I don't have time for a gym. I don't have time to do my uh, on-demand program. I don't have time for that. I can be doing X, Y, Z. And it's a, it's a mind, it's off my mind. My body is saying thank you. And then it sets the tone for my eating, too. Like, I know that I have, I have made a good choice with my uh, workout that morning. So let me make better choices with some of the things that I decided to put in my body. That's good. That's good. I, you know, and again, I noticed that. I know a lot of driven people do it in the morning. And I don't know if there's a direct correlation to getting that workout in the morning, but it, it, it just contributes to so much more. I don't know if it's that you've tackled something of a challenge early on and it just makes every other challenge that comes along the way much easier. But I do notice that that, that is a trend uh, that I see. So, you know, I think it's something yeah. about, I mean, you, you did life coaches or always talk about the morning and what the morning mm -hmm. does. And to me, it's really that sphere of time that gives you the space to be able to be and create um, for yourself. You know, I believe our creator works phenomenally um, in the morning to be able to yeah. set the tone and the whispers. And it's that stillness before the activity of the day happens that gives you time for you. Um, and so I do believe there is a direct correlation to the psychological and the physiological piece of working out earlier in the day to be able to set the atmosphere and the environment for the rest of your day. Well, let's 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 shift gears a little bit more. Like I said earlier, I know we uh, go back way back. And, um, you know, from what I remember, you know, back in our college days, we were part of the same ministry church. Uh, you know, under the late Bishop William C. Abney, and I seen God just kind of put his hand on you there. And I know, like you said, you've been doing this for quite a while and you've always been there. But, uh, you know, I think this is an important um, time right now where everybody's facing so much right now. A lot's going on. A lot of people are challenged with the challenges that we have here um, coming out of 2020. We're coming into 2021. Obviously, there's some ups, there's some downs, all of that. What are you saying to people these days? How are you motivating people? How are you encouraging people? Um, you know, I don't, I'm pulling on, I'm assuming there's a minister inside there, but uh, I'm pulling on you. What are you saying to us today or to the people today uh, to get through what they get through, per se, you know? 
I'm telling people that it, it's a time like never before to draw into your relationship with God. I don't understand. Yeah. And, and, and I'm saying this from a spiritual, but also a natural perspective. I don't have the comprehension to be able to understand living in our times and our days that we do without mm -hmm. a personal relationship, not to know yeah. of, but to know him and to know him in the power of his resurrection, meaning the resurrection and the rest restoring power for yourself. There is no way that some of the things that happened in 2020 in our lives and the lives of the world, that if we did not have the hope of the world or the hope of the word, the hope of him being a savior, the hope that he is already finished. And when he went to the cross and he said in a Calvary, it is finished. If we didn't have that hope, there would be um, the, the mental illness in us personally would be in a very different place. The heartache of us would be in a very different place. So I am I am admonishing and praying and interceding for people to really dive into their relationship with God. We saw that in 2020 that the churches, the buildings closed, right? But the relationship didn't, right? And so when when the building closed, how did you draw closer into your relationship? How did you personalize that plan for what God has for your life? Because it, it gave us the opportunity to shut out the ear gates and eye gate noise more so and be able to really horn in. So I am encouraging people to draw in, to take that personal time to pray, to read his word and to know what God says for your life. What is he ordained for your life? You're not by accident. There's 7 billion people in the world and you are unique. You are unique to who you are. So there's a purpose, there's a plan and there's a prosperity connected to who you are. And when you flow in that, then the rest of what God wants for you and the world can flow out of that. There's nations in us, there's things in us that we must do. But when we are so caught up in the sensationalism of anything else that is not him, it becomes an idol, right? So I just truly, I'm telling people, draw in, draw your hearts in, draw your minds in. It is a place. It is a safe place. It is a righteous place. And from there, you begin to get the peace that surpasses all understanding. You will have the trust. You will have the encouragement to be able to say, you know what? It is not good, but it's working for my good. And so when we put all those things in perspective, then that's when we can really, really, um, we talk about personal development. Oftentimes we're looking for the, the, if you just open up that word, that personal development is there. And then of course you can have the other things that we add on to it. But Matthew 6 and 33 says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all the other things shall be added. So you, we're looking for the addition, but we're, we're operating in subtraction. So I really say, God, what do you want of us right now? And that's, that is my counsel. As you see, I, I love the word. I love God. I love his people. And I, I just truly believe that that is the place that he's like, I need you closer. I need you closer. I want you closer. I desire you closer. So therefore, I want what you want. I want you to want what, you, what I want for you. And that's a relationship. Wow, thank you, Corey. We, that, that, that's that's a word. I mean, obviously, I, I, that confirms in my spirit. Uh, you know, 2020 obviously took us all by uh, shock. It took us all by storm, but it was a time for God to to bring us closer, to intensify our relationship with Him, to to, to understand that He is, you know, our, our source. He is our our hope. He is our, you know, I mean, He He is all of that. When we were able right. to draw in more, I think it it has been that that same factor that that has oh, allowed right. us to to get through all of that that we're going through we're able to get through that knowing that there's a hope and knowing that god has us close and i know there's so much going around this is a time like you said it, it behooves me for you not to be uh connected or tapped in right, right? or to right. have some type of relationship in this season in this yes. time because yes. you're vulnerable to everything that is going on without mm -hmm. His uh, His Spirit inside of you, and so I'm 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 just looking forward to what God is going to do for the church. Now the church is not necessarily in the four walls right now, like you said, right. but now we're spilling out. <laughs> yes, and we're impacting so many people. So real quick, let's talk about that real quick too. You know, I know you you don't have a, a problem sharing your faith and and, and and talking to others. What would you say to individuals that are out here doing their entrepreneurship? doing their business, how do they bleed that in, in the marketplace is what we call, I like to call it a marketplace influencer. How do they influence in the 
the areas around them their gift and allow God to to shine in their lives. Really to be asked, God, who am I called to? Like you created this business in me. You create this passion for this business into me. So what, who am I called to for my business? And one of the things that I speak daily over my business is that God allow us to impact and influence lives for your glory and for your edification. And so that where the whole competition thing is gone out the window, um, the whole um, insecurity about launching another health and wellness business or another oh. podcast or another anything is gone. Because if God has to pull oh. him up to Africa to be able to be the one that you influence, then he will do that. And so oh. who are we called to? What is your why behind your business as it relates to glorifying and magnifying God? And people will see um, your light will shine, right? It says if you um, uh, your light will so shine before men, they will you will glorify Him in your business practice, being able to be legit, being above par, uh, making sure you handle your business and handle your people right. So if God is 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 just as to me, it's almost like a pastoral assignment, right? So when you talk about business. It's a pastoral assignment. Those are the people that God has called to be able to um, have you feed, but not only you feed, but feed you. I mean, because they're they're paying for whatever service <laughs> that you are um, you are providing, and they could have gone to anywhere. But what is they were obviously attracted and drawn to you for a reason. And even if it's just for a moment, uh, or a season, or a lifetime, that those particular clients or customers will, will be with you. God, what am I to get out of this relationship? And I know people say, oh, that's so spiritual. But see, we're spiritual beings, right? Yeah, Having yeah. A, a natural experience. I just, I believe that. And so <laughs> if I'm, if I am, if I'm made in his image, then my spirit is what leads me. My spirit is what guides me. So I'm not over spiritualizing. What is that? My business, my business belongs to him. My income, my vocation, it all belongs to him. And so when I, as an entrepreneur, when I prioritize that he is the one that I am doing this for, and I begin to tap into why am I doing it? How am I doing it? Who am I doing it for? I believe that's then when we begin to really see the blessings and the prosperity and the overflow for our businesses. And we become um, less focused on the revenue and more of the results for him. Well, Corey, I am so glad we had a chance to talk. I don't know about for you, but this has been a great conversation. I mean, I, you, I mean, you've re <laughs> you really honed in what this behind the grind program is about. You you pretty much summed it up. <laughs> it's more than just seeing the outside of it, you know, the the output of it. There is something put into it, and a lot of it is is driven by your faith and and your why and all that good stuff. And you shared that today. And um, but before we go out of here, I just want to just give uh, one quick question. Um, you know, inquiring minds want to know you're now in South Florida. So I have a quick, fun question for you. Uh, who who's going to win the Super Bowl? Is it going to be your Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Uh <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes, it's gonna be Tampa Bay. Oh. Tom Brady, right? That is it. Tom Brady. Um, I I just believe I believe in restoration because it was Super Bowl. You know, we had it 2020 here in South in Miami, 2021 in Tampa, but they're not getting the because of Corona and the pandemic, they're not able to really. So I just think that's gonna be like that bittersweet opportunity for us to be able to bring it on home and play. They're going to play there. They're playing at Tampa. So uh, I just think that, yeah, it's in Tampa this year. 2021 is in Tampa. Uh, 2022 is in Los Angeles, and 2023 is in New Orleans. So, Look at you. Uh, those out there, they can have it next year, and then Saints, y'all can have it um, in 2023. But for this year, um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, let's go. Now, my All right. That's what it is. <laughs> hey, you know, we're, we're, while we're recording this episode, we don't know if they'll be in the Super Bowl or not, but they're still in the playoffs as we're having this conversation. Gotcha. So, you know, we're not we're not going to hold her to it if they don't win. But I just figured I'd throw it out there since she's in Florida. I thought maybe she would jump a hold to the Florida team. I know she probably has abandoned the Detroit Lions if she ever was a Detroit Lions fan. <laughs> you no, know, we are um, here. We're Miami fans. Dolphins. Oh, Miami. Dolphins. That's right. That's right. So you guys got all kinds of teams in Florida. Fans. 
Cowboys. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Sorry about that. But she did say Tampa Bay will win. So that might be a tip for somebody. <laughs> I spent ties well, off of it. <laughs> there you go. Well, we well we really did enjoy this conversation, Corey. Again, it's been a, a wonderful conversation. I, again, like I said, we go way back. We will definitely have to uh, talk more. Um, just again, I'm fascinated about all that you're doing, what you're doing, you and your family, uh, and how you guys are reflecting the glory of God in the areas around you, in your in your running, in your business, all areas. We see it, and I did want to just bring you on just to just have that conversation. What let what leads to all of that. And so it was definitely a, a conversation that exceeded my expectations by far. I didn't think it could, but it was definitely a great conversation. I'm so glad that we talked today. So um, how can, I don't know if you're out there like that, but if, if anybody did want to just kind of reach out to you or follow you or whatever, I don't know, you know, I don't know if you're out like that, but if, if so, how can people go about connecting with you or to, to find out more about your journey or, or the things that you have to offer? App for sure. Um, you can find me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Corey L. Brown. Um, Facebook is Corey Brown, but Corey L. Brown on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also follow our business at Rebound Health and Wellness. That's on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and then Wifepreneur Inc. is also on Facebook and Instagram. We'll love, love, love to connect with you and be able to take the journeys of life as a wife, as a mother, as an entrepreneur, as a believer. Um, take those journeys together because I truly do believe in community and I believe community is where we connect and, and connecting is how we can really um, go forth and see the catalyst that God desires for our lives. All right, well, you heard this here. If you enjoyed anything about this uh, conversation, you must share. You must tell somebody about this conversation. Um, also, subscribe so that you can hear more conversations like this, more talks that I will have with individuals similar to uh, Corey Brown here today. So please subscribe, leave us a comment on, on, on your favorite platform, whichever platform you love to listen to us on. Let everybody know about us here on Behind the Grind. Well, that's it for us today. Until the next time, this is Behind the Grind. Awesome. Oh, wow.